If you ask me, they ought to fire the whole lot of them. A bunch of gold brickers and deadheads, every one of them. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when and where you're tuning in. This is episode 57 of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast, and I am your host, Lewis Talby Jr. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up, and it knows that it must run faster than the fastest lion or it will be killed. And every morning, a lion wakes up. And it knows that it must outrun the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you're the lion or the gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better be running. My wife showed me something recently that just frosted my gourd. Some guy on social media created a GoFundMe page to help his son raise money for driving school in his first car. Now, first of all, if you don't know what GoFundMe is, it's an organization which anyone can go on and create a page and ask for donations. Usually, it's for a good cause, like medical bills or something like that. But unfortunately, it's not regulated and anyone can ask for anything, just like this knucklehead did for his son. Boy, how times have changed. I mean, what happened to the days of actually working and earning what you want? Or better yet, earning your keep? I know I sound like an old guy griping about a younger generation, but I actually don't even blame the young folks. I don't blame that boy one iota. It's his bonehead dad asking people to give him money to get his license in a car. It's not the kid's fault that they are in this situation. It's the parents. And I get it. I have three kids. I want to give them everything I can. But I have to understand that my first responsibility is to teach them how to be productive in the world. If I just give them everything they ask for, I'm just preparing them for a disastrous life. Look around. We're in the shape we are in because of lazy, non-productive people. Period. You can't even go to a restaurant and get good service or service at all anymore because of the lack of people wanting to work. We created this by giving too much and teaching too little. When our government pours $4 trillion into the economy, that's 100% destructive. Did you know that 40% of all money in the U.S. was printed in the last 12 months? This doesn't help us. It's destroying mankind. You know the saying, give a man a fish sandwich and he'll eat for a day. But teach him how to fish and he'll make his own sandwiches for the rest of his life. I bet that same dad trying to get people to give his son money for a car is the same guy we see complaining in the drive-thru for poor service. This really has me fired up. I'd like to beat some sense in him with a wiffle ball bat. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He actually sounds like a very nice man and obviously loves his son. But he's not helping him. He's just hindering him for the rest of his life. I've worked since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, and when I wanted to start driving, I got a job. I picked and sold green beans and did whatever else I needed to do to pay for my license, the car, and the gas that goes in it. Oh, and when I worked, I worked for a real minimum wage. I couldn't make $18 an hour at McDonald's. Oh, and before I could leave the driveway, I had to know how to change a flat tire and change the oil. Folks, we have to wake up. We need to teach and instill good work ethics in our kids. And I know that's sometimes the hardest thing to do as a parent. 
Nothing on earth gives me greater joy than to give my kids things that make them happy. But we have to be careful and know when it's best to not give them what they want. If I gave my kids the car keys when they were five years old, they would have loved that. But they would have also went out and had a wreck, hurt themselves and probably someone else. Would that have been their fault? Absolutely not. It would have been mine. Our government's doing the exact same thing by continuing to just print money. They do it because they want people to rely on them more. But just like my kids at five years old driving a car, we're heading for a crash if we don't change this course. Printing money is not the solution. It's not about the dollars. It's about being productive. We need to give people values, not money. Just giving everything is so non-productive, and it goes against everything that God wants from us. This is what separates us from animals. See, when a farmer feeds his sheep, he distributes it equally every day, and they all eat about the same. However, God gave us something far greater than equality. He gave us freedom. He said you can go out and get as much or as little as you want. The only catch is, we have to live with the consequences. We can choose how much or how little we get. We all have aspirations deep inside of us. And we all also have extraordinary capabilities. But we have to decide to get off the couch and act on these aspirations and use those capabilities. You know, today poverty is not the result of anything external that anyone is doing to anyone else. It is the result of bad behavior, bad habits, and bad culture. Oh, I'm probably going to get a lot of nasty notes on that. And maybe I'm getting too far off on a tangent, but friends, we have to wake up. We are killing this country with laziness. And the fix is simple. Get off our lazy tails and go to work. Be productive in the world. If you woke up today, God has something for you to do today. So why not get up and go see what it is? Don't just exist. That's not living. What fun is it to just float along and allow others to provide for us? A dead fish can float downstream. Yes, life's hard, but I have learned that anything rewarding comes from hard work. Nothing rewarding has ever come from doing nothing. Unfortunately, I see more and more parents rewarding kids for no accomplishments. Oh, it makes them happy. No, it makes them lazy. It causes them to grow up with a sense of entitlement. They go out in the world offering no contribution to society. My dad's cousin was recently telling me about a lazy relative and said that her dad used to say that a drop of sweat off of him would kill a copperhead. (laughs) Did you know that in the Hebrew language, the words work, worship, and serve are all the same? So like when God put Adam in the garden and said, work the field, and when Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go worship the Lord, It's the same thing. Perhaps that's why we have worship service and customer service. God intended for us to work, not only for yourself, but for others around you. We all have to do our part. Everything that we do affects those around us in some way. I could talk about this for hours, but I guess I need to bring this to an end. I have a request from a long time ago to recite Paul Harvey's So God Made a Farmer speech. I never thought I would do it, but it would be the perfect ending to this episode. I'm going to give it a shot. 
So on the eighth day, God looked down and saw his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So he made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk the cows, work all day in the fields, milk the cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting at the school board. So he made a farmer. I need somebody with arms strong enough to rustle a calf and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to call hogs, tame cantankerous equipment, come home hungry, have to wait lunch until his wife's done feeding the visiting ladies, and tell the ladies to be sure to come back real soon. And mean it. So God made a farmer. God said I need someone willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt just to watch it die and then dry his eyes and say maybe next year. I need somebody who can shape an axe handle from a persimmon sprout, shoe a horse with a hunk of car tire, who can make a harness out of hay wire, feed sack, and shoe scraps, who in planting time and harvest season will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday at noon, and then painting from his tractor back put another 72 hours in. So God made a farmer. God had to have somebody willing to ride the ruts at double speed to get the hay in ahead of the rain clouds, and yet stop in midfield and race to help when he sees the first sign of smoke from a neighbor's place. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody who's strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to tame a lamb or wean pigs and tend to a pink comb pullet, who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. It had to be somebody who would plow deep and straight and not cut corners. Somebody to seed and weed and feed and breed and rake and disc and plow and plant and tie the fleece and strain the milk and replenish the self-feeders and finish a hard week's work with a drive to church. Somebody who would bail a family together with soft, strong bonds of sharing, who would laugh and then sigh and then reply with smiling eyes when his son says he wants to spend the rest of his life doing what dad does. So God made a farmer. And that'll conclude another episode of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast. I hope you found some value in it, or at the very least found it entertaining. I hope your harvest is always plentiful. And thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.